0: D.C. Public Library podcast is made possible in part by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and is a production of the Labs at D.C. Public Library.
1: You're listening to a D.C. Public Library podcast recorded from the Labs recording studio in the historic modernized Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Library in downtown Washington, D.C. This is Get Lit, your podcast portal to stories and storytelling from around the world. In this podcast series, we talk about what we're reading and what books have shaped us. Today, in celebration of the centennial of the John Newberry Medal, we are talking with some DCPL staff members about the Newberry Medals that we have loved. I'm Marissa Dameron, a children's librarian at the Capitol View Library. And today, we're going to talk about our favorite books that have won the John Newberry Medal. The John Newberry Medal is awarded each year by the Association of Library Services for Children to the author of the most distinguished contribution to American literature for children. The medal is named after, you guessed it, John Newberry, an 18th century British bookseller who helped popularize books for children. The Newberry Medal is given to the author of a book published the previous year for children between zero and 14. This means that a picture book or a chapter book or a nonfiction book or a book of poetry could win. The first Newbery Medal was given in 1922 to Hendrik William Van Loon for his book, The Story of Mankind. Each year, the committee of librarians that gives the Newbery Medal can also name Newbery Honor Books, formerly known as runner-ups. This means that 101 books have won the Newbery Medal because we are celebrating 100 years of the Newbery Medal in 2022. In January 2022, at the Youth Media Awards, The 2022 Newbery Medal went to Donna Barba Higuera for her book, The Last Cuentista, which is a futuristic sci-fi book set in space all about the power of stories. Today, to celebrate 100 years of the Newbery, the Get Get Lit podcast is talking to five Children's Library staff members of DCPL about their favorite Newbery award-winning books. We'll start with Erica.
2: Hi, uh, my name is Erica Kerr and I am the children's librarian at Woodridge Public Library uh, and my favorite Newbery winner is a recent one actually is literally last year's winner. It's When You Trap a Tiger by Tay Keller. Uh, I picked this book up after it won last year because you know it's my job to know about these sort of you know good and popular books and I fell in love. Oh my goodness. It's about a Korean-American girl named Lily and her family who moved to take care of her halmoni, or grandmother, uh, who it turns out stole something important from a magical tiger, and that something important might be stars and or stories and or both. Uh, One of my favorite things to read, uh, which is similar to what won this year, The Last Bantista, is stories about the importance of the magic and the meaning of stories, the real power they have for our lives was a book I read once, I can't remember which one, uh, but this quote stuck with me and it was that stories are like spiritual currency. And that is something that this book embodies so, so well, but it's also about family and culture and migration and Grief and how all of those other themes in the novel help us get through that grief, and the ending made me fall. It's really good. I cried my eyes out. <laughs> um, I also love the character arc of Lily's older sister, Sam. Honestly, I would love a whole follow-up sequel novel focusing on her. So, take hey, Keller, if, you know, off chance you're listening, please, thanks.
1: I agree. Erica, the, la- the last chapters were amazing. And Tay Keller has two books coming out this year, I think. Me, um, He Ever After is definitely out this fall. But I don't think either of them are Sam follow-up. So we're hopefully, fingers crossed, going to get that soon. Thank you so much for sharing When You Trap a Tiger by Tay Keller with us. DC Library has lots of copies. And now we'll hear from Susie. Hi,
0: my name is Susie Wackerbarth, and I work at the Anacostia Neighborhood Library. Um, and my favorite, Newberry, is also my favorite book. Um, it's Dicey's Song, which won in 1983. It's the celebrated sequel to Homecoming, the first book in which would, what would become the Tillerman cycle. Um, a little background. Um, Homecoming, the first book, is the story of four siblings walking south on Route 1, First, to visit the aunt, an aunt they've never met, and second, to miss a, meet a grandmother they didn't know they had. After their mother abandons them, their mother sort of went, was mentally ill, um, and her their mother abandoned them in a parking lot. So, but they were like on their way to the aunt's house. Um, in Dicey's song, our protagonist Dicey must learn to live with her stubborn grandmother, and Dicey's very stubborn as well and help her younger siblings navigate life. Um, I love this book because I love the character of Dicey. Like I said, this is not just my favorite Newberry, it's my favorite book. I can't tell you how many times I've read it Um, and it came out in 1983, so do the math. Dicey is resilient in the face of hard life and I modeled my life after hers. There is a passage in the first book where something doesn't work out and Graham asks Dicey, well, what do you do when there's nothing you can do? To which Dicey replies, I don't know, I do something else. That is the kind of person I want to be. And so when Dicey is living her life in Crisfield, Maryland, with her grandmother and her four siblings, I am wrapped, full attention, learning how to be like Dicey. I'd like to read part of the prologue. What a day, Dicey thought. What a summer for that matter, but especially what a day. She stood alone in the old big barn in a patch of moonlight stood looking at the sailboat resting on its sawhorse cradle a darker patch among shadows behind her the wind blew off the water bringing the faint smell of salt and the rich moist smell of the marshes you never knew where a road would end dicey thought the breeze curling around her ears you just knew that roads ended not like water which always kept moving not like the stars tossed out across the sky The stars had already made that light millions of years ago and were already burning out with new light. And the moon too, the moon would swell and dwindle, go dark and swell again. But the Tillermans traveled on a road and roads ended. Dicey's road and James's and Maybeth's and Sammy's had all ended here. The Tillermans had rolled up against Graham's house and they had tumbled off it into Graham's, Dicey grinned, not exactly into Graham's arms, maybe not into her lap certainly into her life.
1: Oh, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Susie. Uh, It's such an interesting book. I love when sequels win. I actually remember
3: reading Dicey's song more than 20 years ago, and I read the whole Tillerman cycle. And I still, I mean, I haven't reread them since, but I have a strong memory of one of the first two books. There's a scene where Dicey's in a grocery store, and she has to, there's like an assignment for school where they have to buy a meal to feed like a family and she does it and the teacher fails her because the meal she bought wasn't healthy but she bought something like really efficient she really like stretched the money to feed her whole family because she would experienced doing that and I remember it was one of the first times I'd experienced reading a book in print that sort of brought up some of those issues where like the teacher was coming at it from a very different perspective than someone who lived the issue and that that scene still sticks
1: with me.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that in in those books where Dicey is like breaking the rules, but she's really living based on the reality that she grew up in.
1: Absolutely, thank you all so much. And now we'll hear from a librarian who couldn't join us today, Miss Julia. She has written us about her favorite Newberry winner, Flora and Ulysses. Superhero squirrels, mystery, heartwarming plot developments. You can find all this and more in my favorite Newbery winner, Flora and Ulysses by Kate DiCamillo. My name is Julie Flagler, and Flora and Ulysses was the Newbery winner the year I started working as a children's librarian in 2014. Even though I was an adult, I still remember laughing out loud while falling in love with Flora and her new squirrel sidekick. The illustrated panels make it a great read aloud, and it's one of my favorite go-to recommendations for readers of all ages. Kate DiCamillo has so many great novels, and I love them all, but this one definitely stands out from the rest. I will attest that Kate DiCamillo is a great author. She has won the Newbery Medal twice, actually. She also won for the Tale of Despero in 2004, I believe, and Flora and Ulysses has now been adapted to a movie, joining that elite, you know, Newbery, to movie pipeline.
0: I love Flora and Ulysses. I mean, if I hadn't chosen Dicey's song, I might have chosen Flora and Ulysses. Because it's such a hopeful book. I mean, you really just feel hope just come off the pages.
1: Totally agree. And now we will hear from Shoshana.
3: Hi, I'm Shoshana Ginsberg, and I'm one of the children's librarians at the beautiful Mount Pleasant Library. And I wanna talk about two books. The first one I wanna talk about is Holes by Lewis Sacker, which won in 1999. And I wanna talk about it because so many Newbery winners are serious. And a lot of them have a reputation for being the kind of books that grownups think kids should like, but not the kind of books that kids actually like. And Holes was one of the ones that I read And just thought was fun. And it's serious. I mean, the plot revolves around juvenile incarceration. And the adults in the book are very corrupt. But there's a lot of heart. But really what sticks with you the whole time is that it's funny. Even when it's dealing with Stanley Yelnats being incarcerated at this crazy prison where he has to dig holes all day. It's funny. And that's something that mattered to me so much when I read books as a kid. And so many award winners, even ones I love. Are dark and hard and dramatic, and it's nice to be told that something can be matter, can matter and be meaningful and award-winning and still be funny. It's sort of like the Oscars. I feel like every year the book that wins. It's just this like dark drama. But that doesn't mean that comedy can't be incredible too. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about holes. But I also want to talk about The Grey King by Susan Cooper. I read one of Susan Cooper's books in sixth grade. I still remember this. My whole class read The Dark is Rising, which is the second book in this quadrilogy, (laughs) and I was obsessed. I immediately became obsessed with Arthurian mythology and mythology in general. It's so interesting to see a book win that's, like Dicey's Song, part of a larger series and not the first book in the series. This one's the fourth, so it doesn't really tie up the series. It doesn't really start the series. I don't know that it if you could read it as a standalone and care about it the way I did, but it's still so great. And not all of the old Newbery winners have held up. A lot of them have elements, maybe haven't aged so well, but this book's from 1975 and I do think it held up. It was interesting in a way it was diverse to me in a, as a kid because it's set in Wales. And like the come here characters speak Welsh which is something I'd never heard of. It was a totally different
1: perspective from mine. And I loved it. Thank you so much for sharing those, Shoshana. I love Holes. It's one of my favorite Newberries that have been adapted to film. Um, I think it's always like one of those movies I forget exists and every time I watch it, I'm like, wow, this is so great. Like such a star cast, like just a stellar ending. Also kind of about the importance of stories as we touched on um, and curses and the importance of digging and all these sorts of things. So fun. I, Arissa, will close us out with um, my favorite book, which is also a Newbery winner from the 1970s, The Westing Game. I definitely discovered The Westing Game um, many decades after it came out because I was born many decades after it came out, and I am not a big rereader. Um, I usually read a book once and move on. And The Westing Game, I have probably reread seven or eight times in my life. And it's a mystery, so that's a little bit surprising. Because every time, you know, I know how it ends. I know the solving of the mystery at the end. But every time I reread it, I discover clues earlier on. And I discover, like, some hidden joke that I missed. So The Westing Game by Ellen Raskin won the 1979 Newbery Medal. And it's a mystery that takes place in this apartment building. So you have a great cast of characters led by our shin kicking protagonist, Turtle Wexler. And you know, there's the doctor and the dentist and their son and the sister and the fiance and the business owner and the restaurateur, And they all share this apartment building, but you quickly learn it's not a coincidence that they all live there. And when a local gentleman businessman passes away, they all get invited to solve this riddle. And they think they're trying to figure out, you know, who killed him. And of course, there's money at the end. So they all, you know, get suspicious of each other and the circumstances that are trying to solve this mystery. And at the heart of it, there are riddles and clues and turtle Wexler kicking people in the shins and that being a plot device that reveals a big secret. It is a wonderful book, and even though you will only solve the mystery the first time you read it, it's still a book that I think merits rereading. It similarly is a book that's held up pretty well since it's not a problem novel so much as, you know, a mystery that is endured. I also, um, I love reading the stories about how authors got the call that they won the Newbery Award. Um, I'd cry just thinking about it, not as a like author, but as someone who hopes to like one day be making those phone calls, you know, like changing someone's life. And with Ellen Raskin, she was actually an illustrator for many years. So, she always dreamed of winning the Caldecott, which is the picture book one. And then she got the Newbery call and was like, well, I guess this will do. <laughs> um, so, such a lovely story. Um, I'm Probably one of the first books that got me like really into mysteries. But, you know, it's a middle grade novel, so it's not, you know, like a heavy murder mystery. And even though there are a lot of adult characters, you're still looking at it from a child's point of view. So, you see kind of the humor and ridiculousness of adulthood, which is always very fun to look back on now as a real adult. All right. Thank you all for joining us for today's episode of Get Lit, all about the great books that have won the Newbery Award over the past century. All the books we talked about today are available for checkout at the DC Public Library. Have a great day and happy listening.
0: You just tuned into DC Public Library podcast. Listen and subscribe at dcplpodcast.simplecast.com or wherever podcasts are available. Send us your comments at DCPL on Twitter or follow us at DC Public Library on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for listening.